I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Go. Go. Go, Adam. Go. Yeah? Go. Go. Go, Adam. Go, 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 go. Hello, welcome to The Front Three. My name is Adam Boltwood. Joining me as always is the one and only Lawrence McKenna. Good to have you guys. Saturday, it's question time. It is indeed. Uh, Dave O'Brien also here as always to answer the questions. Big questions this week. Massive questions. A comment of the week this week has to go to Memphis Depay, Mm. um, who apparently completely destroyed Robin Van Persie in Netherlands training. Uh, Depay didn't pass to Van Persie reportedly, uh, who later shouted out, do you think you're a big boy? Depay replied, the big boys play for Fenerbahce. Brilliant. I mean, that is... And shut down! It's shut down. That, that, is, that is brilliant. I mean, uh, apparently, Ron Van Persie is a bit of a... Anyway, a, a chair <laughs> in, in Dutch training. So, credit to him. Uh, it takes balls. To get into the questions, though, of course, uh, we have to talk about Jose Mourinho. Uh, a day after... Uh, you know, a big discussion with Rory from the Chelsea cha- uh, fans channel about how, you know, the fans are backing Mourinho. There's no way he was being sacked. He was sacked. And uh, I mean, it was a, it was somewhat surprising, Lawrence. But I mean, what, what were your sort of uh, brief thoughts on that? I don't think it was all that surprising considering the recent form, um, considering what Chelsea's aims are. Considering um, what he said on uh, Monday night when he completely threw the players under the bus. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he parked it and then he threw them under it, didn't he? He did um, indeed. And then, I, I guess you know, also considering his yeah, like his relationship with the players as well, which seems to have become strained in recent years, uh, recent recent weeks and months, um, and just just overall how things just didn't align. He got longer than any other manager would in that sort of situation. Yeah. You know, other people's assessment was, you know, he, he got beyond when the board discussed it the first time, and they have faith in him, probably for good reason because of his history and that. But if you look even deeper into it, I think uh, uh, the the fact that people are talking about. Uh, Jose in this is probably somewhat of a distraction from the wider problems and we discussed that with Rory on the previous mm. podcast go back and because a lot of even though it's pre-Jose leaving a lot of it's still very relevant to the overall structure of the club and I think what it is it's very distracting from the overall structure of Chelsea and the problems that they've created for themselves which they've used Jose as somewhat of a sl- sticking plaster for and that's why people say he's a you know he's a, um, a, a, a scapegoat a fall guy for the people who have really made the issues at the club and I think it's it's quite revealing the way that different people are dealing with it. So. It was it was interesting to hear um, Michael Emanalo come out afterwards on uh, the, the Chelsea TV. He's a sort of technical director of the club, and he sort of mentioned this 
palpable discord is the is the term to use it does seem that at the christmas party yeah yeah it wasn't wasn't much fun at all um but it does seem that relationship between the players and the manager completely broke down and that in the end is what ended up getting Mourinho the sack I mean we did mention it uh, on Wednesday about how it's easier to get rid of one manager than 22 players Dave I'd say so yeah but it's one of those things where Mourinho does create this bubble this aggressive um, atmosphere that Mm. you've got to perform or or you're out in a way and and the Chelsea players have finally come against this you know the walls have have crumbled in a way it's it's becoming an environment where they can't flourish you know you've got to blame the players in some respects you've got to blame the manager but you look at the form of Eden Hazard, he's sort of like a quarter of the player he was last season. Last season he was you know, absolutely smashing goal scored as a midfielder, assists as a midfielder. Chance created and passes in the final third were absolutely ridiculous numbers. They were like Lionel Messi standard. Mm. So really where, where I come from here is how can a player performance levels drop that much? Like He's getting caned by Riyad Mahrez this season in, in all those stats. And it's just one of those things where you're supposed to be a top, top player. You're supposed to be recognised as one of the top three players in the world. For me... Eden Hazard's, you know, his his attitude absolutely stinks. No matter if yeah, he wants to move or this well, or that, it, hmm. it's kind of. I don't. For me, it's it's not good enough. Yeah, the manager's gone. Yeah, the manager's going to take the criticism. But when the players have, have absolutely dodged a bullet here, and they're going to be playing for Chelsea, and I imagine this weekend, um, you know, the Chelsea are playing today. I think, and there's going to be a performance there. The likes of uh, Costa, Hazard, hmm. and, and uh, Fabregas are going to perform, and that's what's going to happen. And it's going to be just, it's just going to look awful on, on them as people. Interestingly, we did run a little poll on the front three on Twitter. Who should be the next Chelsea manager? Uh, we asked you the question this time. Indeed, at the start of next season. Uh, just 9% voting for, for Pep Guardiola. Bearing in mind the question is who should be the Chelsea manager. Uh, 13% voting for Carlo Ancelotti. 29% voting for Diego Simeone. And 49% voting for captain, leader, legend, manager, John Terry. <laughs> Um, so a yeah, I'm, I'm a little a bit, soon. yeah, maybe a little bit soon for old JT. Gary Neville. Um, we didn't even include the the current interim manager, Gus Hiddink, who you know, looks like he's coming in. Yes, I mean, six years on, a lot's happened in that time for Gus. Um, yeah, interesting it's, choice. It's, it, I mean, it, it, you know, what he did last time was steady the ship somewhat, and uh, you'd hope that he could do the same at Chelsea now. Uh, for the for the fans more than anyone, I, I, you know, I've lost all interest in hearing what the board at the club had to say or the owner or any of those sort of things because I think it's all, you know, uh, fairly distracting. But it, it's been interesting to see how different sets of fans. I was around a Chelsea fan when it was announced, and they were, they were just in shock. And that's a bit of a weird thing to watch because, you know, you what, I think ultimately what you realise is a lot of people put a lot of emotional investment into their club, and you know these are business decisions being made. Uh, on in, in some respects, and it, 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 the problem is it's become this horrible cocktail of money, managers, and sort of discontented players. And there's a lot of different people pulling in different directions. And you realise how unifying a good manager is in that sort of a situation. Let's move on to the talk of the five hundred million pound teams that could win the Champions League. Uh, we were posed the question. We put together our team, which had its flaws. And we suggested that maybe <laughs> you, you mean, come, mate. we suggested maybe that you, the listeners, come up with a better team. Um, I think they've resoundingly succeeded. Some really great entries. So thank you very much for sending in those teams. Um, Never have we had so many good tweets. You know, some good, uh, yeah, really impressive. Uh, suggestions. I mean, most people um, sort of going for the tried and true players, but there's a few interesting suggestions. Uh, Philip Eklund chucked in a good team. He had 
Hector Bellerin at right back, but he managed to crowbar in Lewandowski, Royce Suarez. Uh, he's got Xabi Alonso in there as well, which also gets bonus points, of course. Um, I love Liverpool FC on Twitter. Gone for a front three. My second of, account. Yeah, he's gone for a second. Uh, he's gone for a front three of uh, Sanchez, Suarez, and William. Got Alonso in there as well. Again. It's uh, not bad. He's got Philip Rahm at right, uh, Philip Rahm at right back as well. I like that. Philip um, Rahman. Osbert Moore also sent in. Um, he is assuming uh, two hundred million pound each for Messi and Ronaldo. So he's got them in, and then the rest of the team is just the Leicester City squad. So I mean, that's that's I one like way that to go. To, I mean, to be fair to him, what he also did was he wrote a full article about it. Well, that's actually. Um, it, He's done a different team for the article, so therefore, yeah. a, a good team, potentially the best team, would you say, Dave? Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely up there. It's got a very solid defence: Juan Fran at right back, uh, Goodine and Hummel centre back, Alaba at left back, Buffon in goal, midfield three of Rakitic, Busquets and Vidal. That's got so much work in it. Then a front three of absolute genuine quality: Gareth Bale, Thomas Muller, and Lewandowski. That have so much flexibility, so much uh, you know different styles that they could play. They could go out there and they could just smash you up, or they could play some nice possession-based football. So for me, that is the team that wins. And the article as well, incredible stuff. I think on, honourable mentions to Joshy B, James Halloran, and Stephen Bevan. Hello, Stephen. I also but like I the, think the that team wrote has got it in their notes, and also then yes, the, the, some people wrote it in their notes phone, and submitted it because they didn't have FIFA. Um, and then some one guy, I can't. Well, where is it? Nick Sweets actually wrote it down. And he even put I mean, the price for Pep Guardiola, which was apparently 20 million. That's bonus points. That's bonus I also, points. I, what I also loved about this was people's valuation of players um, and, and how they thought we grossly overvalued so many players. Because <laughs> once we were wrong. given 500 million, we just blew it. Uh, and then also. <laughs> On bloody Emery Chan. Mate, Emery Chan was the cheapest player in the team, I think, apart from Andres Iniesta. Um, what one play? Um, what I like was some people's suggestions. So, I, for instance, I like the use of Sanchez. No one's said Ozil, which is interesting. Yeah, there was, there but he was, seems to be having somewhat. I did of see a, one at Ozil. Um, Charles Antionades got uh, got okay. Ozil in his midfield along with Busquets and Vidal, which is one hell of a midfield. That's it. I mean, imagine that. The thing is, uh, probably with this whole Chelsea thing this week, what we're realizing is how many. Um, good players are actually made by having a good manager and someone who brings them together. I mean, yep. you know, it, it, it almost goes without saying, but I think, you know, when you look at the difference in one season, an approach, the manager for the, of this team is probably the most critical. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Osbert Moore to win, Dave. Uh, yeah. I think he did put together the best thing. The question is, I did sort of vaguely promise some sort of prize. Um, yeah. What okay. is that prize going to be? I didn't really think about that. Um, we, why don't we put? I think there's. Why don't we put a poll on poll, Twitter three, with, four options. Right. With, with four options? Yeah. and the P, the the whole can vote yeah. for what Osbert wins. I like it a lot. I'm going to put forward like a, a box of Ferrero Rocher because um, okay. that's a decent Christmas present. That's and a I decent think, prize. That yeah, right? you guys can Add put forward what you want. Well, you yeah. have a little think about it, lads, and uh, we'll put that on Twitter. Osbert. How much is a box of Ferrero Rocher, though, Adam? That's quite a lot of money. I mean, you know, I, I, I spare no expense, mate. I spare no expense for, for mean, listeners yeah. of this podcast, um, uh, or at least uh, enough expense to afford a box of Ferrero Rocher. Let us know. Let also, uh, you should tweet us. Let us know who you support, and then maybe that can influence the prize. Yes, you might get a Liverpool sticker with your Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, moving on to the questions. There were were a lot of good, uh, to be fair, there were a lot of good questions this week and a lot of good teams. The timeline was packed with good questions and teams. So some intelligent people listen to this podcast. And I really like the people who were replying and talking tactics on Twitter. Mm. Well done. I love them. We've got a very intelligent question for the first uh, the the first one as well. Yeah. Josh Barton says, why does Lawrence always go for long sleeve football, t- football shirts? He says, um, big question, Lawrence. Big question. I love, I love the look of them. I think you can wear them more casually. I like rolling my sleeves up. Ronaldo often goes for a long sleeve shirt. The only problem is it, I, it, uh, I don't like wearing, I do like wearing undershirts, but at the same time, the, Certain brands and please Adidas release long sleeve versions of everything because they don't. Not every brand does a long sleeve of everything, and I like long sleeve everything. So next question, Matt W said, "Have people forgotten how good Di Maria is? Nine assists and four goals in league. Uh. Okay. Um, well, only Mesut Özil has registered more assists in Europe's top five leagues. So I think we we have and we haven't. I think he's just going coming back into form at the start of the season. He was very poor. I saw. A, I can't remember who was against earlier on the season. He was absolutely awful. Didn't create a chance. Didn't get a shot on goal. You know, not not good stats for a player of Di Maria's quality. But he got a hat trick of assists versus Leon. So, yeah, he, he's coming back. He's he sort of had a bad, very bad spell at Manchester United for obvious mm. reasons in the break in lack of confidence from LVG. But I, you know, I do like to see Di Maria playing good football. He's a fantastic talent. It's just a shame how he left Manchester United. But fair play to PSG and Laurent Blanc are getting the best out of him again. I like this from Guru Preet Kaushik. He says, uh, can each of you put together a sentence with just footballers' names? Um, no. Is there a player called V? <laughs> uh, you know what? That's probably a week long. Should we bring that up next week on the podcast? Yes. People, yes. Maybe people can put forward Twitter suggestions and maybe he can put forward one so we know what kind of vein he's going for. I think I can do it. I don't think I, I haven't got the skills, lads. I'm you're sorry. Not, you're I'm not, not, I've not got the words. Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm no, starting with. Words, I can start with Emery Chan, right? You just say can, and then you're off. <laughs> See, there you go. You can have that for free, lads. Next question. Um, Dennis said, starting midfield free for Spain in the Euros. Busquets starts because, well, it's Busquets, but who else? Koke, Thiago, Herrera, Suso. Any... Um, has Iniesta retired from international football? Uh, not as far as I know. Surely he would be in there, but maybe he has. I think I don't think he has. I think he, he should be there, right? Yeah, I think he's still there. Yeah, I think he's still there, right? So I think Iniesta's guaranteed. With his new, hair, with his new... no, oh, he looks sick, doesn't he? I think he looks amazing. I can't believe people. Yeah, it looks cool. Now, um, what do you mean? He's got a new haircut. I have not seen this. Have you not so seen this? He's basically, he's like shaved it off, and he's got a mohawk, but his hair goes a bit blonde at the back, so it looks like it's got a mohawk, and then there's a gap, and then there's a mohawk. It's very generous of Dave to say it goes blonde at the back. <laughs> it's very sweet. Or is it just, there's just no hair there? There's just no hair there. There's just no hair. Your hair seems to be going a bit blonde uh, around the front there, where it seems to also be receding. All right, okay. Um, the, the midfield should be, what, Busquets? I mean, surely Thiago's got to be in there, even though he spent so much time injured since he left mm. Barcelona. I think Busquets, Thiago. And then who do you put ahead of that? Iniesta. Oh, it's Busquets, Thiago, Iniesta, right? If it's those I don't know. I, I think Spain will go for like a midfield four or five. So I, their shape will change a little bit and they'll go... Well, I think you'd have David Silva in there because whenever yeah. I've seen Spain qualifying you know, against Slovenia, he was really, really good against Slovenia. So I'd, I'd have him in uh, there. You know, I'd like what Navas does. He does stretch the play. He may not be as... Uh, you know, as talented as all the rest of the players, but he just offers something a little different, <laughs> similar to what Pedro does. Uh, okay. We've got a really highbrow question next from okay. Anna Thomas. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Anna. 
Thank you, Anna. Uh, would you rather shit yourself on the pitch or run off to the toilet and concede a goal? Shit myself on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go down with the shit. Regular Gary Lineker you are. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adam, what would you do? Oh, I mean, it's a catch-22 in many ways. Uh, I guess that's why she's asked the question. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of shitting myself, to be honest. Um, no, although you have done it. Sorry, Dad. Dad's, my dad's going to be listening to this and he's going to be absolutely appalled at the language. Um, so for that so reason, I'm going to run... Would you rather have a little poop on the pitch I think I'm going to think poop I'm gonna, and can score a goal? I think, uh, you know, I'm going to run off to the toilet and see the goal because otherwise I'll be Gary Lineker for the rest of my life. When I'm on Twitter, you- everyone's just going to reply... Shut yourself, shut yourself. <laughs> shut on the pitch. What about you, mate? What about you, mate? Uh, uh, well, can I add, what if you pooped yourself but you got to score a goal? Or you no, went because to all I'd be remembered for would be shitting myself. And if <laughs> if I can not shit myself and see the goal, I can bring back my reputation. Otherwise, Filthy that's all language. I go down for. Sorry, I, the language. Um, Dad, God, Adam. Um, anyway. is <laughs> awake. Lawrence, you, Adam. It has indeed. Uh, did you give your... Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. You would do uh, maybe, it. Maybe just do it. Maybe we should also run a poll on that. Would you rather? Oh, have yes, a that's fantastic. Or would you rather oh, run to the toilet and see that? I think. I think people are going to be with me, to be honest, because you know, doing that to yourself is not you, great. You want yeah, the thing be, is, doesn't matter. Thing, You've got to win the game, right? Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, if you're I'm a good tweet enough, it right now, and we'll get the results at the end of the podcast. Um, if you're a good enough player, no, we won't, because it's got to be a twenty-four hour poll. But if you, um, we'll, we'll get the, uh, you know, if you're good enough then you would you you would basically it, no one would remember that so if Messi pooed himself on the pitch Mate. everyone would go oh Dave uh, he, yeah but he won three ballon he won four ballon yeah, doors Gary Lineker one of the greatest Lineker, English yeah. strikers of all time is relentlessly hounded for shitting on the pitch every oh, yeah, single day of his life by who Arsenal fans by you know everyone ever. everyone yes right, right next enough. question why I put out this poll I'd, I'd I'm like going to get to the bottom of this that's a good question yeah, Anna yeah be? Anna let's know um uh, we've got a question here from Harry. He says, who takes the title of Mr. Versatile, David Alaba or Barcelona's Sergi Roberto? Ooh, why? why I mean, really? I go, I, oh, I go yeah. Alaba. Yeah, 100% Alaba. Sergi Roberto's getting a good um, name for himself this season, being um, that type of guy that can play any position. But, you know, Alaba's been doing it for years, hasn't he? Fifth time what? he's won the uh, Austrian Player of the Year in a row. He won that this week. So, well done to Alaba. But centre-half, left-back midfield for Austria he runs the show he's so so versatile you know the goal he scored against Arsenal in the Champions League he picked the, picked the ball up in the 10 slot he could just do anything right yeah although I don't, can we also say that one of the answers there could be Alonso nah Chabby's very much a holder these days Lawrence mate yeah but he, early on in his career mate at yeah. Alaba's age he could, he could do a bit of centre back yeah, he also he got forward quite well didn't play full back though did he you know he's not got the, he's not got the whip not that he couldn't have done. What about Mascherano? Again, I think a little bit too central, but no, very good player. You know, his defensive midfield. Central. I'm only putting forward. I'm only putting forward <laughs> suggestions. Good point, Dave. Um, Sorry. Oh, mate, what about Neuer? Surely Neuer needs oh, to go yeah. in there. Uh, Soliman Herr Soliman thank you for your question he said Hertha Berlin are flying right now being third in the league can they keep it up Dave? Well, they could do, um, but they might not. You know, the teams that they are ahead of right now probably will hit a little bit of formula. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Looking at the likes of uh, Wolfsburg, Schalke. But they've started very well to keep the ball well. They're not conceding many shots. Um, they've got two lads that are in banging form at the moment. Salomon Kalou, ex-Chelsea, everyone knows that. Finally settled in Berlin. He's their top scorer with nine goals. And then they've got Ibe Savic. I think I've not killed his name too much. He's a bit of a journeyman, started his career in Switzerland, then moved over to America. And then he's been in Germany for a number of years at Hoffelheim in, at Stuttgart. And this season he scored six goals in nine games, target man of the team. So they could do, but I just don't think they're, they're as good as the likes of Wolfsburg and Gladbach and uh, Schalke, to be honest. Big JJ. golf between them, isn't there? Yeah, it's a big golf, yeah. JJ King on Twitter says, do Leicester need to get Valdez, Adebayor and maybe one extra midfielder? to keep the hunger for the rest of the season, dot, 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 question mark, title? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, no, I don't think so. I think, I think they, they probably will try and make some signings. And it, but I, at the same time, you don't want to disrupt what you already have. I think they do have a little bit more depth than people are giving them credit for. You know, uh, you know Ranieri has made some good substitutions in games of late, Um and I'd also say there's certain players in there that he's named that just maybe a bit surplus requirements. So, yeah, Not so quite, I, I'd yeah. say it's better to keep it solid than take the risk. And at the same time, we don't, I think they're aiming for 40 points. The likelihood is by January, they could be very, very close to that t- uh, total. <laughs> um, next question here. A lot from Guru Prek Koshik to this week. A lot of questions from him. Uh, I'll ask one more in the interest of fairness. Do want to ask all of them? Um, can Jamie Vardy be the man to drag England at the Euro 2016? Is he? Can is he the? Ma- I think he's sort of saying, can he be the main man for England? Up front? No, I don't, I don't think no? he should be. I don't think he should be the main man for England. Although what you no. would say is he may suit the way that Hodgson plays because Hodgson does play into that underdog a little bit, doesn't he? And Jamie Vardy is very much that underdog narrative. He'd be a very good part, I think. He wouldn't be the star, but he'd be a good part of the, the squad, maybe, you know, the starting 11 if he continues his form. But again, like Lawrence said, he can't really be the main man. You've got to see like Bross Barkley or Harry Kane or maybe even Daniel Sturridge step up to that, that mark or even Raheem Sterling if he continues his decent form at number 10. Dre Beats have been using uh, Jamie Vardy as an ambassador. Have they? Wow. Yeah. Wow. the bottom that now, we hear. That is stunning. ballsy. That is very ballsy. I'd... I'd I don't know. Yeah. Adam's, Adam got the right line there. But <laughs> um, Jameer Price said, with all three of your clubs in the Europa League, how far do you think your clubs will go? I think we did mention it on Wednesday. We were sort of saying, we the think, final. I think I, I plumped for Tottenham uh, out of loyalty rather than logic. But um, yeah, I can't I see it's winning All three teams it, can make it to the final. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Triple, triple threat match, you know, with three goals. Is, <laughs> is, I love it. Interesting. Here's a question from Quabity. 
Uh, Don't just make up names, Adam. Yeah, uh, yeah. This guy, this guy definitely, this guy definitely asked the question. Yeah, Kwabiti Ashuitz said, "Did Gary Neville make a mistake joining Valencia?" No, he needed to cut his throat and management right. I think Valencia is quite a good environment for him. He's got the backing of the owner. He's going to be able to put his own style of play across. He's going to be able to I make signings. The, so I think it's a good move for him. I think the phrase is "cut your teeth," but I mean, cut your throat. <laughs> Is, uh, is, a, is a more extreme yeah, version sorry, of that, maybe. But if you want to, if Gary did want to cut his throat, that would be the wrong thing. Yeah, One don't do that, I Gary. Is, I, I've, I've started my management uh, journey this week. I'm a football manager. I finally got around to it. Oh, it go takes on, bloody hours to set up. And I got in at the club. And my, I, was, I, was, I happened to be in bed with my best friend. And we were both... <laughs> playing football manager like you do sitting next to each other in yeah, bed yeah and he just got bored and i got bored because we were just we were meeting after meeting letter after letter email do you want to meet the board yeah if i must but uh, to be honest i want to play a game but you just it's and he made the great point it's all the bits that they cut out of fifa because it's boring I mean, Lawrence, you need to be part of it. You need to immerse yourself. You need yourself to immerse the... yourself, yeah. Come on, mate. I thought you'd be it, better it, than that. It was 2 a.m. in the morning, Dave. We were both very oh, impatient. Just oh, yeah. Then. To be fair, we, played, we, we managed Manchester United. We played the under 60. We played the under 21s, and we won 3 1. So, pretty good, guys. And good Ryan start, Giggs, good start. Great, yeah, great assistant. Uh, question here from Benjamin P said Do you think this season's title race will be decided on Monday? Arsenal v City. No. That's certainly a big indicator, isn't it? As to, but it, it, it's more about the points. But it, I don't think it's a decider. It's too early. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Ages left, mate. Ages left. Uh, Nico said, "Are people underestimating Spain going into Euro 2016?" Possibly so. They. Uh, I think most people also underestimated them at 2012, um, and possibly underestimated them because they changed their style up so much. Um, Del Bosque seems very confident that they can win again at this tournament um, and I'd imagine that what will benefit him is that he's already proven at one Euros that they can really shut other teams down and essentially um, use use a, a very possession-based style of football to just throttle the other side and then also switch it up when they want because they have the talent. So I it's, worry, um, it's worry a little bit. Mm. Why? Who's, who's going to play up front for them? That's the thing. You've got David Costa who's bang out of form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Negredo's bang time? out of form. This is the thing, they'd have to go back to that. But then when they always played the false nine well, they always still had someone like David Veer or Torres that either started or they could bring on as an impact. I think there's a bit of a question there. If Costa does start banging goals in again, yeah, definitely. But I just worry that they might, it might be a bit stale this time, this Spain team. So they might just have too much of the ball and they might not be taking, you know, getting into the final third, having shots on goal. I just, I just worry a bit for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, did, they just still have a lot of options there though, don't they? Mm. Um, I think it'll be the it, tournament of the transitional team, I think, the team that hit Nolito. the big break. What about Nolito, Dave? Yeah, Nolito could be good, but again, he's picked up an injury, I think, recently. I think he's out for yeah. two months or something, but he's yeah. he's a top, top player, but then again, he plays from a wide position. I really do think they kind of, you know, they are transitioning. I think they do need a focal point up front, and it's just one of these guys has to sort of step up. Could um, they try Munir there? Um, Munir, what about um, Murata could be a good option if he continue, you know, if he stays yeah. fit, mm. keeps scoring oh, goals. Oh. Uh, if Pedro wasn't at Chelsea, you almost feel like mm. it would have been a good time to see what Pedro could do. Yeah, really worked yeah. out for him. Um, obviously, there's Isco as well, and obviously, Santi Gazzola. Two good questions here from AKA, AKA Juice26 on Twitter. First off, uh, Atletico Madrid, do they have a chance of winning La Liga? They've got the best defence in Europe, apparently. 
Um, I don't think so. I think the Barca are that sort of step ahead of any team in the world right now again, but they are they're starting to kick on. I think they might be more of a it might be more of a cup season for them in a way where they'll come third in the league, mm-hmm. um, and then they'll have a decent run in the Champo League or maybe Copa del Rey. I just can't really see them. Barcelona are just something else, right? You know, you watch the game against the. Uh, in the club world championships, they were just un- unbelievable. They were so so good. Obviously, the the opposition were a lot weaker, but you just see, you know, Suarez actually. The second goal was absolutely phenomenal. The ball from Iniesta was just a joke. Just yeah, it's, they're too good for a team uh, that's uh, supposed to be sorry. poor poor defensively. Sorry, um, you know, Real Madrid have, have got a, a goal difference of plus nineteen, which is you know almost as good as Barcelona, and they're only five points off them. So I, hmm. there's a lot. There is a so lot still there. A, yeah, there's definitely still a lot in there, right? Speaking of Barcelona, AKA also wants to know, should they buy Laporte or Stones? Emeric Laporte or John Stones? What, who, who should? Who should they buy? Well, it doesn't actually say who, but it just said should they buy. I mean, big difference. Um, I think it should probably be, I'd like to see John Stones stay in the old prem. Yeah, uh, Laporte is supposed to be he's supposed to be what, what the best young defender in the world isn't he yeah he's got probably one of the best left footed centre halves in the world right now in terms of his age uh, he reads the game very well interceptions picks up a load of those again ball player uh, at Bilbao um, I just think it might be a little bit too early again for him to move he's, he's playing good football at Bilbao they're doing well in La Liga uh, well, they did last season and they've started alright this year they're in the Europa mm-hmm. League still right so I think that he should stick around there for a bit similar to John Stones I don't think it's time for him to move yet he's he looks so, so good with the ball at his feet, but then there's still a bit of defensive work that he needs to work on. So I'd like them to sign neither of them. Hick at Desmond Miles 77 on Twitter said, can you tell me why Aston Villa is still considered one of the biggest teams in England? Uh, I guess history, position, the fact that relatively to everyone else, geographically around them, they're probably still the biggest big institution. They still have an owner with a lot of... Um, money that he just hasn't really invested um, and it, it's because of the institution they think I think they are in the area and how important they were in the history of England and also their supporter base is actually quite large in England because in the Midlands it's it's weirdly distributed naturally there are big supporter bases for a lot of clubs uh, Mark Anthony Bustos always liking the tweets always retweeting on Twitter thank you very much he said can Pep Guardiola win the EPL title in his first season at one of the Manchester clubs. Massively hypothetical. I love the assumption, but yes, he can. Yes, he can. Why not, eh? Definitely. Why, why the I bloody think the, hell the new not? Way, if it, any club that got Pep in the Premier League is instantly just invigorated with this kind of, we've yep. got Pep Guardiola. And yeah, it, it, it holy gives, it's, almost, shit. it's like a stamp of endorsement of basically, you know, all, all you guys have wanted to play the Barcelona way for years watch this you know I invented it bitches well in a way yeah but um, and uh, that's the interesting side is you know if Pep was to come to the league there would be so many interesting management battles I mean think of Pep versus Klopp exactly it's already happened hasn't it and it'll happen again yeah. they're always very brilliant games those ones although exactly. uh, Klopp you know did take a bit of a beating from Guardiola when they were in Germany together. <laughs> he did. That's what worries me. Ryan Hennessy on Twitter is asking, mainly for Adam, mainly for me, who would be the better oh. Spurs signing in January? Igalo, Berahino or Perez? I assume he's referring to Iosi Perez, who we've yeah. been linked with. Um, you, would, you would not get Perez right now, I don't think. Uh, who would be the better signing though? Um, I th- 
I'm not sold on Berahino, to be honest. I'm not massively convinced. Interestingly, so Darren Fletcher did um, something for West Brom this week on Twitter, like a Twitter video about like, you know, like soccer and best teammates Mm. and so forth. And he said the best trainer was Berahino. And Berahino stayed. He's saying how he stays back after training, works really hard on his game. And that Darren Fletcher was saying that he, obviously Darren Fletcher's seen Ronaldo emerge. He's seen all these wonderful players come through. And he was saying Berahino is going to go to the top. And for someone of Darren Fletcher's sort of calibre to say that, that's quite impressive for me. It's interesting he, oh, that... He was doing it for mega banter, Dave. And he went back to the dressing room and he was like, I just, <laughs> you were, well, I just said that. You, off. <laughs> you will never guess what I just said in the video. Apparently he, uh, he has split with uh, A.D. Ward though. And his, his new management team are the same as Gareth Bale. And the talk is that, you know, they're going to push for him to join Spurs in January. I'm still not massively and convinced. Real Madrid in Yeah, in a few years. At the moment, you'd probably say Igalo, to be honest, because what has he scored? 10 goals this season already? Yeah, but would the system suit? Like, why would you go for... Yeah. I mean, we need a striker. Um, go for the long term. Go for Berrino. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not sold. You've got Marino. Son, mate. What's your problem? He's not, really, uh, he's not an out-and-out striker. There's already some banter flying around. Um, Lawrence, as you have said, keep it clean on the Twitter poll. Adam um, at Radio Manda has just asked, have just put, quoted the tweet and asked. Oh, Gary, Gary Lineker. <laughs> what did I say? That very much proves no the point. No way. Um, let me just uh, update you on the results of the poll so far, Lawrence. Uh, 86 yeah. votes. Um, 22% of people would rather do that to themselves. Uh, 78% are quite happy to concede a goal. And uh, Really? Yeah, soft. so I think soft, I, feel, I feel like listeners. I've been vindicated in many ways. No, no, I'm, soft. We need to we need to turn them into winners. No, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the right mentality. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bunch the, of bloody Spurs like players. This Spurs fans voting. <laughs> yeah, Spurs team in the making. Javi Alonso is going to be really unhappy. He'd stay on the pitch, wouldn't he? The only oh, thing Jabby that would make Alonso, me happy mate. is if we could read the, the list of people who voted and Jabby Alonso <laughs> would be in that list yeah. and he voted for shit yourself. Yeah. That would be all, that, that's, I'd expect nothing less from Jabby Alonso. It's a given, he's thinking. It's a um, given. <laughs> <laughs> you think, I don't even he's need like, to vote. It's on, implied. Mate. What sort of question is this? Um, final question. I like this question from Piotr Gala. He says, who should Leicester City sign in winter? to solidify their title challenge. So if Leicester could sign one player, realistically, who maybe could help them maintain that challenge, because we've said they're going to fall off the pace, who could that man be? Dave, let's come to you first and put um, you on the spot. You see, I think they're going to, I think their recruitment's been quite interesting. It's they've had a lot of players that have come from the Bundesliga recently, right? Um, Ogasaki um, and some other players among there. So maybe they might pull someone else out there. I'd like to see uh, maybe another physical sort of centre-half, maybe with a little bit more pace. So maybe Stefan Bell from, um, I've just forgotten the net, Mainz. There you go. Stefan Bell from Mainz, centre-back, but obviously Liverpool have been looking at him. He could be going over there, I don't know. Or maybe um, Sane uh, plays for Hanover, very physical central midfielder. I just feel that they like the Bundesliga at the moment. Wow. It's sort of hard, it's sort of hard to say, isn't it? Because actually... Um, the, the, the thing with Leicester is there were a lot of players there that people were sort of saying, you know, are they going to fit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, Ranieri's fitted them quite well together. So you almost feel whatever you suggest, you're going to have to look at the way that Ranieri plays. And you wonder, well, you don't want to break up what Mares and Vardy have got. You want something yeah. that's going to complement those guys. So and drink water and Kante in the midfield. I mean, I would say maybe another central midfielder, another central defender. Yeah. Um, is going to help them to the end of the season. We're going to see. We'll see a lot this weekend when we see Huth out and whether the structure of the side, the integrity, remains the same. 
yeah, a lot depends on injuries as well. Charlie Austin, maybe that'd be an interesting signing. Getting, I think Austin's waiting for something bigger, though. I think yeah. he's waiting for something big. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, Chelsea fans the other day were talking about whether Austin would sign. So, ooh, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, that does actually bring the end to this weekend's questions podcast. Oh, um, I like yeah. this. There was a suggestion on Twitter. Uh, that we call this the front three extra time. I quite like that. Do you think every podcast, though, does a, an extra Maybe. time? Q&A like the, you know, does what it says on the tin. So we could just keep calling it Q&A. Lawrence, as creator of The Hole, maybe you should name it, because that was a pretty decent you know, name for the fans. The I am The behind. Hole. Dave, I'm in the van. Maybe we, maybe we again put it. Maybe oh, we come so up with, votes, I'm loving so Twitter polls, guys. Maybe yeah, we, let's do another one. <laughs> the only reason I love it is because so many people voted in it. So I, I think we should just use it more and more. I just think, do we do we put out four options for what we call the podcast? Yes, I love it. We've already got, we've already got one hundred eighteen. We've always got one hundred. Uh, already got one hundred eighteen votes on the most important poll that we'll ever put out. So, um, but, but Adam, it's actually a live vote right now, Adam. If you look mm, at the, I know, but live vote, it's pretty convincing. Pretty yeah, convincing. but my people are pulling it back. People, yeah, they're not pulling that back. They're not pulling that back. Many um, people would rather shit themselves than concede a goal. <laughs> we'll have to find out the, the final results next week. But until then, if you want to follow, follow Lawrence on Twitter, go at Loscast on Twitter. L-O-Z-C-A-S-T. If you want to follow Dave, it's at Squawker Dave. Yeah, that's about it, mate, isn't it? And Adam, how, how about you? How do we find you? At Adam Boltwood on Twitter. Go and check me out. I don't have great polls uh, like we do on the front three, but if you do want amazing polls and get involved in these, the, the sort of the questions we're going to be asking this week, go and give us a follow. It has to be done. Um, I look forward to, to seeing you all on Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Do you remember that Chelsea fan? Do you remember that guy who was like, um, yeah. yeah, he was, he was Chelsea, yeah? And we're like, we've got all the trophies, yeah? And then Sky Sports were just really taking the piss, ripping the shit out of him. No, no idea who you're talking about. But Do you not gonna, remember this? Going to go and look it up now. Yeah? yeah like, we're going to put it in yeah? there. Put it in there. Yeah? It was just, he just kept saying, yeah? Every wow. two seconds. And we've spoken to a few passionate Chelsea fans today, and they're sure that John Terry will bounce back. He's a world-class footballer. World-class, Yeah. Like everyone else in the world class, yeah. He's always on the England team, yeah. He's always, yeah. He will, he will recover from it, yeah. This is nothing, yeah. This is just another trophy, yeah. That could have been put on our like silver cabinet, yeah. We didn't get it, so what? He will come back from it, yeah. And we will like, we will, we will deal with the Premiership, next Premiership. We will, we will keep doing what we do in it, Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 